Section nine of Wocus Populi by F. Anstey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Section nine, at the British Museum. In the sculpture galleries, sightseers discovered drifting languidly along in a state of depression, only tempered by the occasional exercise of the right of every free-born Briton to criticize whenever he fails to understand. The general tone is that of faintly amused and patronizing superiority. A burly sightseer, with a red face, inspecting group representing Mithras sacrificing a bull. Huh, that may be Mithras's notion of making a clean job of it, but it ain't mine. A woman, examining a fragment from base of sculptured column with a puzzled expression as she reads the inscription. Lower portion of female figure, probably a bacante. Well, how they know who it's intended for when there ain't more than a bit of her skirt left beats me. Her companion. Oh, I suppose they've got to put a name to it of some sort. An intelligent artisan. Out for the day with his fiancée, reading from pedestal. Part of a group of as astrala, no, astraga, lizontes that's what they are you see fiance but who were they the intelligent artisan well i can't tell yer not for certain but i expect they'd be the people who inhabited astragalizontia fiance was that what they used to call australia before it was discovered they come to the clyde bust why if that isn't the same head mrs meggle has under a glass shade in her front window only smaller and hers is alabaster too but fancy them going and copying it and i dare say without so much as a by your leave or thank you the intelligent artisan reading portrait of antonia sister-in-law of the emperor tiberius in the character of clytie turning into a sunflower fiance lor they did queer things in those days didn't they stopping before another bust who's that the intelligent artisan ed of ariadne fiance slightly surprised what not young adney down our street i didn't know as he'd been took in stone the intelligent artisan how do you suppose they'd have young adney in among this lot why that's antique fiance well i was thinking it looked more like a female but if it's meant for old mr teak the shipbuilder's daughter it flatters her up considerable and besides i always understood as her name was betsy the intelligent artisan no no what a girl you are for getting things wrong that ed was cut out years and years ago fiance well she's gone off since that's all but i wonder at old mr teak letting it go out of the family instead of putting it on his mantelpiece along with the lusters and the two chiny dogs the intelligent artisan with ungallant candour ark at you why you ain't much more sense nor a chiny dog yourself moralizing matron 
before the venus of ostia and to think of the poor ignorant greeks worshipping a shameless hussy like that it's a pity they hadn't someone to teach them more respectable notions well well it ought to make us thankful we don't live in those benighted times that it ought a connoisseur after staring at a colossal greek lion a lion eh well it's another proof to my mind that the ancients hadn't got very far in the statuary line now if you want to see a stone lion done true to nature you've only to walk any day along the euston road a practical man i dare say it's a fine collection enough but it's a pity the things aren't more perfect i should have thought with so many odds and ends and rubbish lying about as is no use to nobody at present they might ha used it up in mending some that only requires a arm here or a leg there or a ed and what not to make them as good as ever but catch them he means the officials taking any extra trouble if they can help it his companion ah but yer see it ain't so easy fittin on bits that belong to something different you've got to look at it that way the practical man i don't see no difficulty about it why any stone mason could cut down the odd pieces to fit well enough and they wouldn't have such a neglected appearance as they do now a group has collected round a gigantic arm in red granite first sightseer there's a arm for yer second sightseer a humorist yes how would yer like to have that come a-punchin yer head third sightseer thoughtfully i expect they've put it up here as a sample like the moralizing patron how it makes one realize that there were giants in those days her friend but surely the size must be a little exaggerated don't you think oh is this the god ptah the moralizing matron says nothing but clicks her tongue to express a grieved pity after which she passes on the intelligent artisan and his fiancee have entered the nineveh gallery and are regarding an immense human-headed winged bull the intelligent artisan indulgently rum-looking sort of beast that ere fiancee yes i wonder if it's a likeness of some animal they used to have then the intelligent artisan i did think you was wider than that it's only imaginative what'd be the good o wings to a bull fiancee on her defence you think you know so much but it's got a man's ed ain't it and i know there used to be orses with half a man where the ed ought to be because i've seen their pictures so there the intelligent artisan i don't know what you've got where your ed ought to be torquing such rot in the upper gallery's ethnographical section the grim governess directing a scared small boy's attention to a particularly hideous mask see henry it's the kind of mask worn by savages henry always or only on the fifth of november miss Gould? he records a mental vow never to visit a savage island on guy fox's day and makes a prolonged study of the mask with a view to future nightmares a kind but dense uncle to niece 
all these curious things were made by cannibals ethel savages who eat one another you know ethel suggestively but i suppose uncle they wouldn't eat one another if they had any one to give them buns would they her uncle discusses the suggestion elaborately but without appreciating the hint the governess has caught sight of a huge and hideous hawaiian idol with a furry orange-coloured head big mother-of-pearl eyes and black balls for the pupils and a grinning mouth picked out with shark's teeth to which she introduces the horrified henry miss ghoul now henry you see the kind of idol the poor savages say their prayers to harry tremulously but not just before they go to bed do they miss ghoul among the mummies the uncle that's king ramsay's mummy ethel ethel and what was her name uncle the governess halting before a case containing a partially unrolled mummy the spine and thigh of which are exposed to view fancy henry that's part of an egyptian who has been dead for thousands of years why you're not frightened are you harry shaking no i'm not frightened miss ghoul only if you don't mind i-i'd rather see a gentleman not quite so dead and there's one over there with a gold face and glass eyes and he looked at me and please i don't think this is the place to bring such a little boy as me to a party is examining a case of mummied animals the leader here you are you see mummy cats don't they look comical all stuck up in a row there the first woman dear dear to think o going to all that expense when they might have had them stuffed on a cushion and monkeys and dogs too well i'm sure fancy that now a second woman and there's a mummied crocodile down there i don't see what they'd want with a mummy crocodile do you the leader with an air of perfect comprehension of egyptian customs well you see they took whatever they could get old of they did in the prehistoric gallery old lady to policeman oh policeman can you tell me if there's any article here that's supposed to have belonged to adam policeman a wag in his way well mum we have ad the andle of his spade and the brim of his garden at but they wore out last year and ad to be thrown away things won't last forever even ere you know going out a peevish old man i haven't seen anything to call worth seeing i ain't in our museum at home they've a lamb with six legs and hairy light stones as big as cannon-balls but there ain't none of that sort here and i'm dog-tired traipsing over these boards i am his daughter a candid person ah i ought to have known it weren't much good taking you out to enjoy yourself you're too old you are ethel's uncle cheerily well ethel i think we've seen all there is to be seen eh ethel there's one room we haven't been to yet uncle dear uncle ha huh, and what's that ethel persuasively the refreshment room the hint is accepted at last end of section nine read by don w jenkins rancho san diego california shaggybark.blogspot.com <laughs>